And welcome back to another edition of what I like to call From Nonsense to Godsense as we take a look at some of the things that go on in this world through a biblical perspective because oftentimes when we look at it through the worldly lens, it can get more confusing, it can get more tumultuous, and sometimes there's no solutions for us when we try to handle things through a worldly perspective and oftentimes a biblical perspective can provide us the answers that we're looking for and i'm joined by dan delzell author of the christian post and pastor at a church in papillion nebraska and dan one of the things that has really taken society and pop culture by storm is a song by cardi b called wop it's a very sexually suggestive song talking about sex and what she wants to have done to her and her body parts and stuff like that. And it's gotten to the point where even on uh, the social media platform TikTok, which for those that may live under a rock and not know what TikTok is, it's a video uh, platform, social media platform where people could take pieces of music or audio and then they act out different things. They just make a video about it. And so this WAP song by Cardi B is uh is a trend on there now where people are doing this provocative dance and um and it's really hit TikTok by storm and the song is uh, quite provocative if you don't know what I'm talking about then you know people can just go and google it cuz I don't want to really bring up the lyrics because they're really pretty bad and I'm pretty liberal when it comes to music too I love music I've always sure. kind of defended sure. music I've always been one that you know my ultra conservative friends kind of blasted me over the years because of my love for secular style music. And so I've always kind of been liberal when it comes to music and lyrics and things like that. And um, this is one case where I think that with the influences that we have going on today and the way we look at things and the world, you know, we have something where we're trying to, uh, we had the Me Too movement recently, you know, objectifying women has uh, finally come to the forefront where we're trying to approach things in pop culture where it's not objectifying women as sexual objects. And yet you have singers like Cardi B and others that are right. out there singing and having songs and lyrics and things like that of a suggestive nature. And when she was asked about it, she said that her song was for, you know, adults. But yet, you know, there's all kinds of kids and young people out there listening to this and, and being, you know, this impression upon them of what it is. And so um, I thought that might be yeah. something that we just kind of talk about is the influences that we have through music and kind of uh-huh. use her song. Because even Joe Biden, who's, you know, running for president, he had an interview. You know, he, he's been he's been getting criticized recently for not coming out and doing interviews. And when he finally does one, he does one with Cardi B. And so, um, you know, so it's uh, an influential thing that's going on with her, her song, because she even gets a presidential candidate to do an interview with her. So I thought we could just that's use right. that as a jumping off point to talk about the influences of music on society, how it affects us, and, and maybe what are some of the things we should do to kind of guard ourselves against some of these uh, more suggestive and more uh, kind of vulgar-esque type of songs that are out there. Yeah, def- definitely, Son. It's great to be with you again today. And uh, what a critical topic uh, to be discussing. And, you know, as you were sharing, I was just thinking how you mentioned the Me Too movement and everything. And, and you know, people seem to be very quick to recognize when there are violations, uh, such as what we've seen with the Me Too movement, that, that um, do need to be um, uh, addressed, that, that, that do need to be held accountable uh, but I don't know that our society has really come to terms with the facts on that you 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 cannot just feed your mind uh, pornographic music lyrics and pornographic images and pornographic um, ideas 
without it driving many people in the direction where they are out of control with this most um, volatile aspect of man, you know, our, our, our sexuality. It, it, it is a beautiful gift from God, but it is also uh, very dangerous uh, when it is fed pornographic music, pornographic images, and, and, and pornographic messages. Uh, and so the, the, the Cardi B um, pornography uh, uh, in music um, and, and uh, you know, all the other pornography that's on the Internet and, and all the other songs, as we're talking about today, that, um, that just really celebrate promiscuous sex, um, you know, all that's going to do is inflame uh, the sexual passions of human beings, and none of us are strong enough to bring those passions under control. You know, uh, a big story in the news, you know, in the last few days, you know, has been the scandal with Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife, and and uh, without going into all those details, um, you know, everybody faces the temptation of sexual uh, passion. And, and it's just so ironic that that our society, you know, uh, seems to want to be so ready to, um, you know, address those who have stepped over the line um, and, and those issues need to be addressed. But but at the same time, what what about, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure? You know, not only... Is there no prevention really being talked about in much of society, including, I'm sure, many you know, public schools and, and certainly in the media? Um, there's, there's no prevention being talked about. Um, uh, it, it, it's only, um, well, you know, we can use our freedom to push these boundaries uh, as far as we think we can get away with it, as you evidence there with the Cardi B song, Son, and, and, and to tell you the truth, you know, I mean, I heard about it and, um, you know, I haven't listened to the lyrics because you don't have to, um, you know, you, you, you don't have to imagine too much to just know that just based on what they're saying, um, you know, it, it, it's pornographic uh, in nature. And, and this, um, you know, this has been around. I mean, it's not like Cardi B is the first one to have done this, but like you say, that that's very popular right now, but it's everywhere. It, it's in images, it's in music, and and um, human beings simply are not able to handle that. I mean, you know, even we as Christians, you know, um, you know, come under tremendous uh, spiritual attack in this area like everyone, you know. Um, so, it, 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 you know, whether you're a Christian or an unbeliever, um, it is very dangerous to feed your mind with these images and these music lyrics because um, no matter how strong a person thinks they might be, none of us are strong enough to just, um, you know, put all that garbage in and then, you know, think that, well, we're not going to have garbage out. We're not, it's not going to have an effect. It, you know, we'll, we'll be able to control our, our actions after that. And even if a person is able to somewhat control their actions after that, um, if their mind has been given over to this, then they're already in bondage. They're in mental bondage. And, 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 it, and it's a, it's a, it's like a drug, you know, uh, you gotta get, you gotta get the next fix. I mean, that's what, you know, pornography is. 
you know, the images, uh, the, the, the music, uh, pornographic music, it, you know, you, once you start feeding your mind, um, once you start feeding your eyes, once you start feeding the basement room of your soul with that junk, um, the only way you'll ever find satisfaction is to go cold turkey and to stop um, by God's grace because um, you can never quench sin's thirst. You can never quench it. Um, it only increases. And so sinful um, promotions uh, such as what, you know, this, this Cardi B song um, has to be about based on what everybody's saying um, is, is just not going to help anyone. Um, and what it's going to do in many cases, Son, is it's going to drive people to end up doing things that are going to, um, you know, cross various boundary lines that God has set. I mean, you know, the minute you begin to feed this stuff to your mind, you've already crossed, you know, boundary lines with your mind. And, you know, Adam and Eve crossed boundary lines with their mind, uh, with their eyes. You know, the, the, they saw the fruit. It was pleasing to the eye. You know, they listened to the devil's lies. And then what did they do? They, they engaged with the fruit, with their, with their body. They ate of it. And, and this is the progression with uh, sexual temptation and pornography. Um, you know, it's visually appealing to the flesh. It, it, it's it's uh, mentally stimulating to the flesh. And it's physically, um, you know, enjoyable to the flesh. But, but when all is said and done, you, you end up in bondage to it. And, and, and the momentary pleasure that you have uh, is filled with, you know, consequences outside of your control. So, you know, the Cardi B song, while it may be a sad, you know, representation of where, you know, much of uh, pop culture is at today, it simply goes to show that, uh, you know, our, our society has not done anything to reconcile, you know, the, the, the need to help prevent, um, you know, sexual overload and, and promiscuous overload and, and immoral overload. It's done nothing to help prevent that, but then is very quick to come down on those who step over the lines. And, and, you know, nobody should ever justify someone stepping over the line. But if we don't recognize that you can't just push this stuff and, and, and expect you're going to have some kind of moral society sexually, it's just impossible. Human beings aren't strong enough for that. Yeah, I know that uh, when it comes to the music business, you know, over the years, there has always been, you know, some sort of provocative message in music. I mean, I think back to the hair metal bands of the Sunset Strip in the 80s, you know, a lot of sex, drugs, rock and roll. Go back to the 60s, you know, with the free love and everything that was going on there. Music was always about sex, drugs and rock and roll, but yet it was always kind of a hidden message in a way. It wasn't so blatant and in your face. And I think that the world of radio was in, uh, instrumental, maybe not on purpose, but instrumental in keeping some of those lyrics in check because there were censorship you know, laws on the books and you just couldn't put anything out there. And a lot of musicians, as the years would go by, would come out with two versions of a song, including a radio edit, so that it could air on the radio. But now when we have the uh, direct download straight to the consumer, 
people don't need to worry about what they're writing about because they can write whatever because with the internet right. being so open and free, it doesn't matter what they right. put out there and people can right. consume it. And that's their choice if they do. I'm not saying whether or not they should. That's their own personal choice. But I think mm-hmm. we're getting to a point as society is moving along, you're starting to see a hypocritical message being sent, especially to young women and young men that first off, we're going to take a stand against sexual harassment and the Me Too movement, but yet we're going to come back and and the first line out of the song for Cardi B, for example, is talking about whores in the house. You know, so mm-hmm. where do we have this uh, image and this perspective of women and how they're supposed to be yeah. a valued treasure from God, right. and yet you know right. we're demeaning them by calling them whores in the house. And again, oh, yeah. it's, it's it's that type of message that people get across. And this could be a song that could be one of the best-selling songs, most uh, top-selling songs of the century, uh, according to wow. some people. And so it's like, you know, what is it when it comes to, you know, self-worth? You know, we already have a bunch of people out there that are running around with low self-esteem, low self-image. I mean, we've talked about right. it, how even in lockdown, the mental health of people. We have people that were committing suicide because suicide rates have gone up, contemplating suicide. Um, you know, I've talked with uh, mental health experts and they've been uh, pressed to uh, have more online stuff because people need it because they can't meet in person. So a lot of mental health uh, professionals are trying to get more and more seminars, more and more just general things online for people to uh, see to help their mental state. And then you throw, you know, imagine like a 13-year-old girl who's going through puberty and changing, and she has that awkward body like we all go through when we're going through our teen years. And she sees some of this stuff, and then she starts to see herself as less valued because her sexuality isn't there. And one of the things that, you know, in response to this, Cardi B and them, they were saying that, you know, oh, how can you, you know, we're just owning our sexuality. We're black women owning our sexuality. You know, that's a good thing. That's empowering women. It is, but it's also not empowering women because you're causing a lot of people out there to struggle mentally and emotionally with the body that they're going to and body imaging issues. And again, it's, it leads to bigger and better, not bigger and better, but, but greater issues for young women and even young men because they look at, you know, women in sexual, uh, as a sexual object and they're going to treat them accordingly. Well, that's it, you know, and the bottom line really on this song is that God made sex. Sex is a, a beautiful gift from our creator designed for marriage between a husband and a wife, which is God's design. Um, this is the way God created it to be. Now, when man sinned, his wiring got messed up and his sexuality got messed up in the sense that um, man today, son, has things that those of us who go to heaven by God's grace, the only way to get there is through faith in Jesus, by the grace of God, having our sins washed away by the blood of the lamb as we repent and believe the good news. You know, um, those of us in heaven will never experience, um, you know, sexual temptation I mean, you know, the Bible even says there'll be no marriage in heaven. So, you know, there are going to be such uh, higher experiences, it would seem, that that whatever God has for us, um, one thing we know, there, there, we're not going to be tempted. We're not going to have um, unfulfilled desires. In this life, however, um, every human being is susceptible to uh, temptation and to having desires to do things that cross God's boundary lines. So, you know, God is the one who defines sexual morality. God defines sexual immorality. God designed sex for marriage. God's the one who put in his love letter to his children, the Bible, he said, keep the marriage bed pure. Uh, Now, 
thankfully there's forgiveness for sinners like all of us. And, and so if a person is struggling with guilt over sexual sin, over, you know, uh, sexual immorality, uh, over engaging in sex outside of marriage, you know, our God is merciful and gracious and he invites us to come to him and, and repent of our sin, confess our sin to him, uh, receive forgiveness. And then like the woman who was caught in adultery, uh, Jesus will tell us, go and sin no more. You know, aim high. Don't aim for the Cardi B level of sexuality, which, as you pointed out, Son, it's been in music for, for decades. Um, not just music, but we're talking about music today, but obviously in, in so much of the media and Hollywood. Um, you know, and, and, they, and they glorify it because it will make them money. They glorify it because, you know, there are so many people who are willing to pay for it uh, just like people are willing to pay for pornography because it feeds their flesh. It feeds that very uh, natural desire that man has to cross boundary lines and, and assume that, uh, you know, it's just an exercise of his freedom rather than an exercise of his slavery, his bondage, because the Bible says a man is a slave to whatever has mastered him. And and perhaps no sin uh, is, is, is more binding than sexual sin. I mean, we know in the Bible that it does say, you know, all of the sins a man commits are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. And so is it any wonder, Son, that there is such a huge attraction within the basement room of man's soul to cross that boundary line? There is such an excitement. There is such a thrill. There is such a promise of fulfillment, and, and yet it comes with quite a punch when it does not deliver what it promises. You know, once in a while you'll hear about, um, you know, maybe one of these famous athletes. I mean, you could have, you know, same with, you know, famous musicians or celebrities, but I'm just thinking of maybe a couple of athletes I've heard about over the years or a famous basketball player. And, and, and you know, they'll mention this person and, and then they'll say, well, you know, this, this guy claimed to have, you know, uh, 10,000, you know, I might use the term lovers. Well, you know, how much love did you give to any one of them? Obviously none. But, but I mean, so whether it be in the hundreds, whether it be in the thousands, um, the, the, the reason that there are some people who have engaged in sex with even hundreds of people um, is, is because either um, they're getting paid to do it or they can't help themselves. Um, they, they, they can't stop themselves. They're out of control. They keep trying to satisfy it. They go back to the to, to that to that pit day after day after day. And while it might bring a temporary fix, the same way that um, you know a, a drug addict uh, is able to get a temporary fix, a heroin addict. I mean, yes, there's a there's a short term high, but but that's what you live for, and then your life becomes controlled by it. So what Cardi B is dispensing is is a a, a sexual uh, drug that is going to enslave those who live out the ideology being promoted in the song. And, and I mean, tell me that, you know, teenagers are, are, you know, strong enough for any of us. I mean, I don't care your age. Anybody's strong enough to fill your mind with that, to fantasize, let's say, about some of those things. And then, oh, well, but it doesn't affect me. Well, even if a person who's, let's say, fantasizing about what she's thinking about, son, even if you are somehow able to not actually um, engage in that activity physically, 
the very fact that you're engaging in it mentally is in itself developing uh, bondage within your mind, within your soul. Um, it's almost as damaging, um, maybe not quite, but almost as damaging to your mental health and your spiritual health as, as it is if you start then going all the way. I mean, obviously, then you just complicate it even more with not to mention just the, you know, sexually transmitted diseases if you're engaging your body, you know, in these things. But but it, it just takes it to a whole new level of consequences, which the media doesn't talk about. The, the singers don't talk about the consequences. You know, they, they don't talk about that. They, 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 they promote the shiny, you're kind of like Vegas, you know. I mean, Vegas isn't going to put billboards up and, and say, well, you know, so-and-so came here a month ago and and, and left $7,000, you know, um, in the hole. Or this, you know, they're not going to do that. They're going to they're present the lights, the bling, the zing, the, you know, the hype, you know, the excitement. And um, that's just the way the world is. You know, the world, uh, people, when they're out to make a buck, they're going to make something sound so exciting. And it might be. You know, I mean, look at all the people who are addicted to gambling. Um, when you're when you're in that addiction, though, um, it controls your life. And and for some, it's pornography. For some, it's gambling. For some, it's alcohol. For some, it's a combination of these. Um, and we are all susceptible to to really all of those things I just mentioned, and and then some. So so uh, there's a reason why the Bible says, you know, uh, to um, keep your mind. On, on things that are pure, because if we don't do that, son, um, you know, if we don't do that as human beings, we, we, we tend to start um, hanging out in the basement room of our soul more and more. Um, we, 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 we tend to um, become consumed by it because that's just the nature of it. You know, the nature of the beast, you can't feed that thing without that beast getting bigger in your heart and life. And, and so Cardi B is dispensing a, uh, a drug, I would say, that is going to get, um, you know, people hooked. Um, we talked last week a little bit about, you know, I, maybe I mentioned that song, um, you know, I kissed a girl uh, and I liked it. Okay, well, I wonder how many young girls dabbled with that song and now are addicted to same-sex attraction because they wanted to rebel. They, they thought it would be fun, but they had no idea that by, by, by starting that, um, you know, the dominoes would begin to fall and all of a sudden they would find themselves obsessed with only that. And now, you know, some will even say, this is now who I am. This is my orientation. This is who I am. Um, uh, rather than saying who God made you to be, which is a beautiful young girl, um, to become a beautiful woman, to, if you're going to get married, to marry a, a, a wonderful man. I mean, that's God's design. That's God's plan. But, but when, we, when we step outside of the boundary lines, we start to come up with other plans, new plans that fit the orientation of our thinking, the orientation of now our new desires. Uh, because when, when you go to the basement and you start to engage in those things, they can begin to consume you. And, and this is the tragedy we see today, Son. And, and uh, sadly, you know, Cardi B is um, you know, simply just, you know, offering up a drug that many people uh, seem to be craving. It's the age old excuse where I'm just listening to the music for the music or you try to dismiss, you know, music as not influencing us. And all you have to do is listen or watch a horror film like Jaws, for example, when the Jaws music uh -huh. comes on, the, you know, the senses start to heighten. Or if you're watching Halloween, 
and the music yeah. comes on and you know the the senses get heightened so music is going to have yeah. an impact on us regardless of whether oh, or not yeah. you think it is but the other thing too is that you know the response mm-hmm. to people today is quite interesting and quite telling of our society for example back in 19 in the 1980s there was the rap group two live crew and yeah. I guess as the story goes, Tipper Gore, who is Al Gore's wife, Tipper Gore was walking past her daughter's room and heard some lyrics to a song. I don't know if it was Two Live Crew, but I think it was. But it was a song. Mm-hmm. But I know Two Live Crew was definitely involved. And so what she did was she went before Congress and, and had a reaction to it because she did not want her daughter listening to this type of stuff or did not want people to not have uh, an awareness that this type of music and lyric were out there. So the result yeah. of it was now you have the parental advisory stickers that were being put on the albums. Okay, it yeah. did not stop people from purchasing them. In fact, I think uh, record sales went through the roofs with them. But it did give people an opportunity to know that this is explicit stuff. And that is still stands today. I remember you know, back in the old days, you go to the liquor store and all the magazines would be there. And now all the magazines are either, well, with the digital age, I guess they're gone. I don't know. But they've been wrapped up and they've been put you know, behind the counter. I remember was the next big thing. And then you have, even now, you could go to your Spotify's or whatever and you'll start to see, or, or iTunes, and you start to see an E emblem, which is explicit. So from that, even though it didn't stop anything, which I'm for because I'm for freedom of expression, you know, if you don't like it, don't listen. That's what it comes down to. Right. But right. something came of it. Today, what we see is there were some people and some prominent musicians that spoke out against the, you know, explicit sexuality of the song and the video. And then they were backlash for speaking out and they had to issue apologies for speaking out. Because, you know, the culture came and said, you're wrong for speaking out against this sexually explicit material. And that's the difference in society today. One was, we're going to take a stand and we're going to let people know. We're not going to really, I mean, they tried to censor it, really. But they're like, we're going to let people know that this is out there. So you're forewarned. And so there was a movement made to try to create a situation in society where people and young kids, because I think even young kids under the age of 18 couldn't go and buy a record that had this, you know, explicit sticker on it. But nowadays you got people criticizing those who are standing up for morality. And this is coming from people who are in the music business themselves. And I think that's a telling tale of society is that when you have people, you know, kind of speaking out against the the sexual nature of this and anything, they're the ones that are in the wrong. They're the ones that then have to issue apologies. And they're the ones that are being blasted for taking a stand against something that maybe more and more of us should be taking a stand against. Well, we, we really do need to um, take a stand against it, Son. And I think one of the best you know, things we can do is to help to support those alternatives that will fill the mind with with wholesome thoughts, you know, uh, Martin Luther said next to theology, music is God's greatest gift. And, and so I think about what Paul wrote in Philippians son, in Philippians four, where he wrote, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And, and so the way the soul works, the way the mind works, is that if you feed your mind pure thoughts, um, you know, that's why I love the name of that, that uh, Christian film company now that makes those uh, wonderful Christian movies, you know, Pure, Fli- uh, pure Flicks, I think. Um, you know, a great name, be- because they're trying to bring purity into a, a, a media here 
uh, into a form of entertainment that is also something that can teach, you know, eternal lessons. And, and they're doing a, a wonderful job of that. But, but I think, you know, one of the best things we can do to counter, um, you know, the bad is to offer the, the, the good. I know like with our four kids, two boys and two girls, when they were young, you know, we, we would often take our kids to the newsboys uh, concerts. And, and so they grew up loving, um, you know, contemporary Christian music and have, have listened to it ever since. And, and so like, you know, when they get in the car, I mean, you know, they're going to have it on, you know, on K-Love. They're going to have it on, the, you know, the Christian music station because, uh, because what, it, what it does for a, a Christian song is, is it, it gives us that, that, that um, well, it gives us that, that fullness, but in the living room uh, of our soul, not in the basement. You know, it, it gives us, um, you know, maybe even an adrenaline rush, but not in the basement. But in, in, it allows our emotions to engage with our faith and our beliefs and our relationship with the Lord in a way that only music can do. Uh, you know, this is why, you know, Paul would write there, um, you know, sing and make music in your hearts to the Lord. Um, why? Because the Holy Spirit within the believer and the Holy Spirit lives within every, every person who's a Christian. Um, that living water that is within us that flows freely and mightily and powerfully when our hearts are engaged in, for example, um, you know, singing in our hearts to the Lord. And, and it actually produces it and it encourages it. And, and the more we do it, then the more the Holy Spirit then seems to fill every corner of our hearts. So, you know, it's very important that um, in addition to us pointing out, you know, where the, the uh, you know, the Cardi B, uh, type music is going to bring slavery. It's interesting with all that's going on today and all all the systemic racism that that people are you know uh, talking about, and, and and racism always must be addressed clearly and and powerfully. Um, uh, but but you know racism is about slavery, and, and so I wonder how long it will be, son, before the media and and the entertainment industry and these musicians are going to wake up and realize, you know. We've been very good about trying to correct and address uh, racial issues and racial uh, uh, grievances and, and this history of slavery and, and this history of prejudice, but we've been very lax in addressing uh, a different kind of slavery that we've actually been um, encouraging. You know, we have been encouraging people to be promiscuous if they feel like it, to fill their mind with uh, pornographic thoughts, songs, images, ideas, uh, movies, um, you know, fantasies. We've been encouraging that. Uh, and, and I guess may, they would say maybe, well, and I guess we've been encouraging it because we make money at it. You know, we make money. It doesn't hurt anybody. I mean, you know, in fact, we should be free. Well, but that's the lie from Satan. The lie from Satan is just because you're free to do something, um, you know, Satan wants you to believe it won't, it won't enslave you. It won't hurt you. But, but all that those pornographic messages do is they invite people to go deeper into, um, pornography, uh, you know, both mentally with the mind, um, musically, you know, uh, pornographic music. Um, I mean, because again, think about what, what pornography is. Yes, son, there are images that people look at on screens or in magazines, but, but how about the most important screen? 
and that's the screen of your mind. Okay, so this is these are the this is I mean, and and you know you don't have to imagine too much. It sounds like you know uh, Cardi B is maybe acting out, and other people are acting out. You know this stuff. So you know these are images, not on the computer screen necessarily, although you might be watching on that. But but even worse than that, they get into your mind. They get into your mind, and and no human being is strong enough to carry those images, dwell on those images, celebrate those images, um, make excuses for how free we are to enjoy those images without those images enslaving you. Nobody's strong enough to do that, Bon. I don't care who they are. You know, I mean, no one is because a man is a slave to whatever has mastered him. So, so this is the message that we should be hearing. But I'm just thankful that. Um, you know, there are so many wonderful Christian groups today that, that do provide that alternative to what the world offers. And it's a beautiful alternative, Son, because um, you, when you just stop and think about how much Christian music, but both traditional hymns, I mean, all the, I mean, the hymns, uh, you know, for Christians over the centuries have been, oh my goodness, such a huge part of Christian faith. But then today, even all the contemporary Christian music. So it's, it's not, it's not the style of music as much as it is the message of the music. And then how does it engage the listener? Because, you know, you might have somebody who prefers a traditional hymn, somebody who prefers a contemporary song, a contemporary Christian song. One isn't better or worse than the other, but the key is that Christians get engaged in worship, and, and that's where these various styles are doing that, and we can rejoice. And a good way to, I think, stay out of the basement song is just to provide Christians, provide ourselves with plenty of good, wholesome Christian music in the living room with Jesus. And, and if we'll find our joy there, and there's plenty of joy to be found there, um, we really won't have any, any reason that we even need to think about going into the basement and, and getting the adrenaline rush of that form, uh, type of enslaving uh, pornographic music, images, etc. You know, Dan, one of the things, and we're talking with Dan Dalzell, author of the Christian Post, and one of the things that um, I grew up with was obviously when the early stages of contemporary Christian music. And so, like, one of the best things that ever happened to me was I stumbled across a, a cassette. It was a blue cassette, which I thought was unique yeah. and different, from Steve Taylor, yeah. a Christian music uh, artist. And he went on to have his own career, but then he also went on to write songs for the Newsboys. He teamed up with Peter Furler when Furler was uh, with the Newsboys yeah. and, and then uh, done some other music collaborations. But um, but I was the one, and so that kind of got me into the uh, the Christian music. And I was the one that was there listening to you know, hard rock growing up, you know, especially in high school. And, and the, the, the question or the, the excuse, I guess you could say was always that Christian music couldn't give me the music that I wanted or listen to in the, in the, in the hard rock uh, genre, like contemporary or like, uh, you know, the regular music could, um, right. Secular music, right. I guess is the word. And so, um, and then I remember I came across like, you know, there's the band Striper. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but it was a rock band. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then, yeah. uh, Alter Boys was another one. And then White Cross. And all of a sudden there was this whole genre of Christian rock music yeah. that the music yeah. was pretty much the same thing. The lyrics were just yeah. different. Yeah. And when I stumbled upon that, I noticed a difference in me. Now, don't get me wrong. I yeah. still listen to both. And even to today, I still oh, listen sure. to both, but I noticed yeah. a difference in me when I'm listening to 
uh, a song, first off, you could just take an instrumental and the rock music is going to get you amped up. And that's why they play them at the arenas around, you know, the country at sporting arenas. Yeah. You're going to play these rock songs, yeah. you know. I go to Skillet concert and I'm, you know, amped up when I'm done with a Skillet concert because it's just high impact, high velocity right. music. Uh, but the lyrics red. are... How about red? You know, same thing. Yeah, exactly. But the, the music is, or the lyrics are, you know, giving me a good message as opposed to some other things. I remember there was a guy growing up, he was doing seminars and um it was uh seminars on rock music and this was i guess when backward masking was kind of uh a thing and i always thought that was interesting you know in those days you had to spin your record backwards to hear satanic messages today all you have to do is play the song normal and you get everything right there you know oh my goodness son yeah what what an indictment on just um you know so much of what's out there um and yet you know i'm like you son i mean back in the 80s when i was in college um, I don't know that I'd really heard much at all, you know, like uh, Christian uh, music, rock music or other music like that uh, when I was in high school. But there were some friends um, that um, I, I got to know who introduced me. Uh, you know, the, the, the two, uh, one was a group, one was an individual singer that um, really, I think, was my first exposure to it. And it was the, uh, the Christian rock group Petra. And then the uh, solo artist Keith Green, and and then from there, you know, there was just a lot of other music that I Christian music that I started listening to. But um, you know, because here's what's happening, son: when when a person is um, is listening to Christian music, but especially when a believer is listening to Christian music, that that flow of the Holy Spirit that is within you. You know, Jesus said, "If you believe in me, then out of you uh, will flow rivers of living water." And by this, He meant the Spirit. Uh, who, who those who uh, who believed in him were later to receive, and and so the Holy Spirit in us, son, is the living water of God. And when we when we enjoy Christian music, it's just a wonderful way for that water to be stirred in our soul. Um, it, 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 it's it's incredible how much worship uh, an individual can do of the Lord um, through. Christian music, uh, through, and, and, and whether it be a Christian hymn, whether it be a contemporary song, again, a lot of it depends on maybe the individual's personal taste, just like you stated there, son. I mean, even to this day, I mean, you, you, you listen to both, you know, Christian music, but also secular music. I mean, your, your, your taste for a style of music will draw you to, uh, want, you know, a certain style. But, but I'm sure you would even recognize, son, that, that, you know, um, when you listen to the Christian music, you know, there, there's a, at least in the content, I mean, because the Holy Spirit's in you as a believer, whether you're listening to one or the other, but, but the content of the one is addressing some things, and, and the Spirit's work through the one. Um, although I will, I will say, you know, uh, maybe like if I've been on a bike ride, and maybe I'm listening to some different songs. I mean, I, I can talk to the Lord and pray to the Lord if I'm listening to a, a quote-unquote secular song. That I'm, I'm really not so much paying attention to the words of it as much as I am being, um, oh, just kind of uh, maybe touched by the, the familiar melody or, or one that you really, I mean, there are a lot of secular songs, you know, that, that are fun to listen to. I mean, you know, I, I mean, how? I mean, so many. Um, and, uh, and, and so, again, music stirs us. Um, but, um, again, what we're really talking about, too, though, when, when, when songs and, and musicians cross the line and begin to interject, um, you know, uh, sexual immorality into their lyrics, um, 
you know, that is then, you know, dabbling in a realm where, where Satan's just picking people off left and right with, with these ideas then that, that get planted in, in the mind. And, and uh, again, we're dealing with, when we're in this area of sexuality, son, we are dealing with an area that is so um, powerful, powerful within a human being that, you know, if it's not kept under control, it's like a wild stallion that will, will just, if it goes, if it gets loose, um, you know, watch out. You know, it was interesting. I just saw a news report today here in Nebraska. I guess somewhere in Western Nebraska, there was some rancher who had like 150 bison, you know, who, who broke out of some gate. And so they're trying to, you know, get these, these bison now. And they, they, I mean, I guess one guy hit by a semi truck and uh, some, somebody shot another one and on their property and others were running down this road. And but I mean, you know, you know, people joke about, you know, some things are as difficult as trying to herd cats. Well, you know, try to herd bison, you know, I mean, those are some pretty big animals and, and you're not going to be very effective. Uh, so they're calling in some group that I guess specializes in that. But I mean, again, um, you, you know, and then I saw a video of these, a bunch of bison just running down this road, you know, dirt road and, and, uh, but you know, in, in a way, son, it, it, it's a picture of, of, of what happens when, um, when people open the floodgates of their mind to, uh, you know, pornographic music and pornographic images you know there was that a famous song you know who let the dogs out well in this case um you know who let who let the the lust out i mean it, it, it generates and promotes sexual lust when it's dealing with some of these things like what cardi b is dealing with and again there's not one of us that couldn't enjoy that in the basement and one of us could enjoy that the question is do i want to is it worth it well, please, my Lord, you know, and again, I mean, if a person is not a believer, then they're probably going to have very little motivation. It's going to be very difficult, you know, to resist um, uh, with, with, with much motivation. Um, and that's not to say that the Christians sometimes are a whole lot better at resisting, but at least we have a higher motivation that, that, that can help us. And, but, but I mean, every day people are getting taken out by this one, son, these huge bison. Are, are trampling on the souls and lives. And all you have to do is look at the news. I, I mean, my goodness. I mean, look, look at all the, the, the lives that were trampled on by Jeffrey Epstein, you know. Uh, but what, we're supposed to just promote promiscuity among teenagers as, as though there will be no more Jeffrey Epsteins, as though there will be no more, you know. It's just, it's crazy, son, that the world doesn't seem to grasp the fact you can't celebrate it on one hand and then be shocked when it produces all sorts of sexual monsters around you, you just can't, don't be surprised because you're feeding something that man simply cannot control. Yeah, Dan, you know, if I'm listening to, you know, something like Van Halen's Hot for Teacher versus, let's say, Petra's Beyond Belief album, which is a fantastic album, um, you know, my mindset, my mind frame is going to be in two different places. And so right. obviously it's going to have that influence on us and it's going to have that, yeah. you know, where our mind goes. And like I said, when yeah. I was uh, growing up, going to these seminars, one of the things that the guy tried to instill in us was, I guess, from a fear perspective about the, the, the demonic nature of some of these music. Now, it turned out that he was kind of false in some of his things. For example, um, the intent was good, but for example, he told us that the, the, the band Kiss 
was the acronym for Kids in Satan's Service. And, mm. and like, um, yeah, ACDC yeah. was Antichrist Devil's Child, you know, acronyms mm. and stuff. So they went over the top. And again, yeah, yeah. it was, you know, I guess the intent was good. Our parents took us to these things with the intent of, you know, showing us that, you know, there is some negativity to this and there is. Right. Um, right. And so it does put a mindset in some things. So I do caution people from mistaking this conversation that we're having to going to that over the top extremity. Because after this conversation, right. I'm still going to probably listen to the same music I listened to before the conversation. I might just be sure. more aware and break out my Petra a little bit more, for example, because again, that was such a great right. album. But again, right. we have to, uh, at least talk about the issue that, you know, when you're listening to a certain music, and I remember Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra, Strangers in the Night is probably, you know, an iconic song from Frank Sinatra that a lot of people think are oh, yeah. is is innocent. But when you think about it, yeah. you know, is he really promoting and talking about a one night stand or trying to, you know, hit on a woman that he sees for the first time? And mm. that's not, you know, even though it's painted in such a nice picture yeah. and it's a yeah. nice song and the crooner singing and it has a good melody right. and all this, you know, the packaging right. is really good. The message is still the same, objectifying women. Um, that's and, right. and so it doesn't matter what the package is. And in fact, the sweeter the package, the better looking the package, you know, the more hazardous and dangerous it could be because it's the subtleties. It's like, it's like water. They always tell you to stay out of the littlest of rushing waters. We all know to stay away from the big flash floods and the, and the floods that come, but it's the littlest of waters, the streams that we think, oh, we can cross through this, no problem. And what? We get swept away because just the littlest of water can sweep us away or just the littlest of water we can drown in. And so we always yeah. have to kind of be careful of the little things, the things that aren't, ex- that we don't expect to take us down because that's where the devil works and he works in those areas. He's not going to be so blatant and be like, okay, I'm just going to throw this at you and only work in the obvious. You know, if you listen to hardcore music, if you take drugs, if you're promiscuous in your sexual behavior, if you're doing all this stuff, you know, that's one thing. But he's going to come in and paint the corners and be like, hey, like he did with, you know, Eve. Hey, why aren't you eating that apple or that fruit? Hey, why aren't you this? Hey, you know, and this subtle attacks. And then she's thinking to herself and getting herself to think about, wait, why am I not having this? Why can't I do that? And then the next thing you know, the ramifications right. of your behavior are far greater right. because of the subtlety of the temptation that we give into. Well, that, that's right, son. And, and right along with that, you know, we need to remember um, that, you know, there are songs that the Holy Spirit is going to fill you as you listen to them. And then there are songs that other spirits will be will be working behind because of, you know, primarily the content um, of, of those songs. Um, and, and so we have to be aware, you know, and as Christians as well, that um, if we're filling our mind with, with music, that, you know, it may not be talking about the Lord, and, uh, and there's a lot of good music and wholesome music that a person could listen to that maybe isn't referencing the Lord. But if it's referencing something sinful, if it's referencing something um, that is promoting crossing God's boundaries in, in one area or another, um, then, you know, you have to wonder, well, could there be some other spirits then that are working through it to try to, you know, entice me or, um, you know, kind of pull me in? Uh, and, uh, you know, so, so, you know, filling our mind again with truth, you know, filling our mind with truth. And, 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 and that's one thing that a lot of the Cardi B type songs have, son. They have, they have lies in them. 
or at least um, insinuated in them, if, if not just directly stated in them. And, and the lie that gets, um, that gets presented is that you can do this, you can engage in this wildly promiscuous behavior, and you'll be fine. You know, you'll be free. You will, um, you, you're going to love it. But what they don't tell you is that actually you'll become a slave. You will have, um, you know, at least emotional and spiritual consequences as a result of celebrating that. And, and if you engage with your body, you'll have physical uh, bond, uh, you know, ties as well, uh, soul ties as well. And, and so um, this is just something that, you know, we, we have to be aware of that as human beings, you know, we, we can't just simply fill our minds with whatever the world is offering and assume that, well, you know, it's not going to have any impact on me. Um, well, it, it will. It will have an impact. And that's why we have to be careful what we think about, what we take into our mind. And, uh, and, and if we find ourselves starting to really enjoy, let's say, the celebration of sin, then we need to stop and say, time out, wait, wait a minute, how is this consistent? You know, I mean, you know, how can I celebrate what, you know, what this singer is, is presenting when it, it, it's presenting something that, you know, the Bible says if you go down that path, um, it's not going to be well, it's not going to be well with your soul. You know, if you make that your, your life's direction. So um, we, we do need to stop and think about what, what we're putting into our mind, what we're uh, having our children, you know, those of us who are parents, what, what our children are putting into their mind. Um, because if it's not truth, if it's just lies, um, and if it's in this area of sexuality, well, you know, the world is, oh, well, you know, you're just being a prude. You're just being old-fashioned, blah, 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 blah. You know, we try to intimidate, you know, kids or parents into, you know, um, now, you know, you're just being way too uh, narrow. Well, I'll tell you what, um, you, people don't tend to say that with cocaine. Oh, come on, it's just a little bit of cocaine. You, you, you can't tell me you don't want your child to have a little bit of cocaine. People don't really do that with, with cocaine. But when it comes to, um, you know, mental drugs, music drugs, music pornography, uh, come on, you know, it won't hurt. It won't hurt. Well, um, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there before you know it. Um, now you're starting to make it a habit and you may not be very far off from starting to experiment with some of those things you're singing about in these songs that you were told, you know, are so innocent. You know, I've been watching this series lately called uh, Autopsy, The Last Hours Of, and it's the it's a show that kind of goes through the last hours of different people, and it's been musicians. You know, there's been Janis Joplin, there's been Jimi Hendrix, uh, Jim Morrison, you know, a lot of these kind of celebrities that have passed away, usually from circumstances that are uh, not natural, you know, drugs, um, mm-hmm. things like that. And, and that's the one thing that kind of is an underlining theme through a lot of this is that you start out with a uh, uh, smoking a joint, you know, something marijuana, and then you right. go into something else and then you go into something else and then you go into something else. And obviously eventually I think back then it led to heroin for a lot of them and heroin, yeah. you know, is like the worst thing to, to break that addiction. And so, you know, it is, it's, it's one of those things where if you just a little bit mm-hmm. is going to eventually erode, it's like, you know, one bad apple spoils the bunch. Use any analogy you want. It only takes a little right. bit to do harm. Right. And then the other thing too is with anything we do, 
we have to remember there are consequences for it. You know, we talked about Freddie Mercury. You know, when when uh, when this unknown disease at the time was spreading, a lot of people right. started to realize that the gay community was being hit the hardest at the moment. And so they were telling Freddie Mercury, you know, hey, be careful, you know, because they knew he was pretty promiscuous in what he was doing. And he said, you know, he's going to do everything. His response was, I'm going to do everything with everybody. And he was kind of cavalier about it because I've seen that Mm -hmm. in several of the uh, documentaries I've watched on him. And, you know, the ramifications and the results were, you know, he eventually contracted the disease and eventually passed from it. So, you know, even if we do want to engage in a behavior, we do have to realize and know that there's going to be a consequence to that. And that consequence could be, we don't know, but it could be something that is probably going to lead us to something negative. I mean, how many, how many people have taken their own lives because they've listened to, you know, a song or how many people have, you know, committed an act of violence because they've, listen to a song or an album or how many people have done negative things because of the influences that are upon them. You know, I remember let's, let's just take the 50 shades of gray. You know, a lot of women got into those uh, books and started reading those books and were actually quite disappointed in the movies from what I understand. But, um, Mm. but the, the books, because it was the fantasy, the imagery, the things in their mind, their mind went to places that maybe yeah. their body and their life wasn't fulfilling, but it turned out yeah. to be a negative thing. And we don't know what the consequences are, but how many affairs came out of that? How many people want yeah. to go down this road of trying these new things yeah. with, you know, the, yeah. uh, the things yeah. that were being presented? And so if you're going to do it, so for me to make this relevant to me, if I'm listening to a song, Secular song, whatever it is. Uh, first off, I am pretty, um, like I said, I'm pretty liberal with, with songs that I listen to because I do enjoy a lot of, a lot of music. That could be one area of weakness maybe for me, but I do enjoy a lot of music. But I also see a lot of good in it. For example, I can see that God gave these people the ability to play the instruments and to sing. They're just not using right. it for his glory right now, but maybe one day they will. There are some songs. I remember uh, like the Scorpions, for example, Winds of Change, talking about the change during the Cold War and how the wall came down. So there are some songs out there that you know promote good messages. But if we're always inundating ourselves with just the negativity over and over and over again, it's going to tax right. our mind and it's going to bring us down. So I have a variety of music that I listen to. It might be some of the rock music. There'll be some uh, Christian music in there. There'll be some pop music in there. There'll be some oldies, you know, going back to the 60s. Right. A lot of people think 60s music is innocent, but, you know, it's really not. Um, it's just as dangerous as anything else. But but sure. I like to mix sure. it up because that's just how I do it. Now, people can say I'm right or wrong. That's, you know, fine. I don't care. But that's just how I do it because I enjoy music. I enjoy all kinds of music. Yeah. But I do check myself with the severity of what's the message that is being you know taught to me or being you know yeah. sung to me and i want to make sure that i don't inundate myself over and over and over again with just that mass message that's going to bog me down i want to balance it out just like anything we do in life you know there's the, right. you know there, people always go to the bible and say be in this world but not of it and i think oftentimes sometimes that gets a little blurred because we have to be in this world and we have to be right. of the world in certain things. We have to get a job and we have to go to work right. and we have to intermix with people that aren't believers. You know, so there's a lot of things that we're doing in this world that's just a part of day-to-day life that in my opinion right. we just it's a part of being in this world. But we don't have to embrace yeah. all of it, all the lifestyle. So if we're listening to a song and let's yeah. say the song is um you know really really explicit 
well, maybe yeah. kick that song out of the rotation, but maybe there's other songs from that artist that you like that aren't as explicit. I don't know. That's each person has to right. make up their mind. Or, or something like this, if I can bring in a social media analogy. There's somebody mm-hmm. I'm following on, that I follow on social media. They follow me. And a comment was made that I thought was just over the top racist. It wasn't made by the person that I follow, but it was a, a, a video that was posted. And then somebody commented on it. And I, I took it as ultra racist. So I just simply made a comment that said, you don't need to go this far. And so I got a response back that said, if you don't like what you see, unfollow me. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I, there's nothing wrong with anything that you do. But in this particular instance, if you think that this is okay, and it was pretty dramatic of a racist statement, then I'm going to unfollow you because I just don't agree with that, you know? And so yeah, it's, it's that right. type of thing. It's, it's, it's like what message is being sent? We might have messages that are being sung to us in songs or in movies we watch or in things that we engage in, books that we read. Um, but how is it influencing us? And what's that response going to be from others around us? Are we going to be, you know, just accepting of it because everybody else around us accepts it? Yeah. You know, it's hard yeah. to stand on our own. And I think that's one of the things that people struggle with in society. They give in to some of these riots and they give in to some of these, you know, political thoughts and these social ideologies because they don't want to be alone. They can't stand on their own. And it's hard to stand on your own. But sometimes we do need to because it's better to stand on the rock of ages and take a stand for that than to be on the sand that's going to be washed away with a little bit of water that comes from the uh, from the waves and the ocean. Well, a- a- absolutely, Son. And, you know, you used a, uh, a word that I think is very important there a moment ago when you talked about, you know, how it influences you. And um, I always think about the, the quote from Susanna Wesley, the mother of John and Charles Wesley and many other children in their family, but, um, you know, she had a quote, I'm kind of paraphrasing now, where she just basically said, you know, anything, you know, I, I, you know, I'm free to do a lot of things, but as a Christian, but anything that, um, you know, lessens my interest in, you know, spiritual things and prayer and the word of God and, 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 and living a holy life, anything that I do that lessens my interest in that, well, that's sin for me. Um, and I thought that you know, it was such a powerful point she made because, um, you know, sometimes, you know, Christians, you know, we all, we wonder, well, you know, I wonder, should I be watching this or listening to this? Well, here's a way that, that we can test it. Um, is it. Is it increasing or decreasing my desire for the things of, of the Lord and spiritual matters with Christ? And, and if, it's, if it's getting in the way of that and lessening the fullness of the Holy Spirit in my life, then, then you know, how does that fit with the Bible verse that says, find out what pleases the Lord? Well, how are you going to find out what pleases the Lord, uh, you know, un- unless you, you know, you, you, you really sometimes, you know, experience um, different influences that either seem to block the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life or increase the flow. So I just, I thought that was such an important word you shared, and, and uh, we do need to be very sensitive to, how things are influencing our walk with Christ, especially if it's one of these, and I'll use that movie title, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, if it's, you know, which is kind of an interesting title to lure people into something that, um, you know, as you pointed out, Son, uh, people found that, you know, some they got in over their head because of how powerful sexuality is, either in that case, like I say, with a woman or with a man, 
um, you know, men and women both can experience these powerful emotions and desires. And, and, and if we engage in something under the ruse that it's just, it's just some gray area, it may not be a gray area at all. It may be something that completely pulls us into um, dark thoughts and, and in the direction of dark behavior rather than uh, more in the light and in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, the Bible says, test the spirits. Uh, it says, find out what pleases the Lord. Um, and so we just, as Christians, it, it's up to us to, to make sure that we're diligent in that and not just go with whatever flow uh, might come in our direction, because not every flow is from the Holy Spirit. Dan Delzell, author of the Christian Post, pastor of the church in Papillion, Nebraska. Um, again, man, that went quick. That was a, that was a quick show. Um, one of the things I'll just leave it with is this, is that, you know, I'm not going to tell people what to do. You make the decision for yourself. You know, that's, it's ultimately comes down between you and God and you and your beliefs and you and your decision making. Uh, but just know that, you know, with everything that we do, there's going to be a ramification. There's going to be a consequence. There's going to be something good, something bad, a positive, a negative influence on us. And so we just have to decide for ourselves, you know, what it is that that's going to be, where are we going to draw the line? What are we going to support? And, uh, hopefully, you know, you stand strong in your convictions, whatever that might be. And if, um, there is somebody, Dan, that's listening and maybe they heard some stuff and maybe they were like convicted a little bit about, hmm, maybe I should kind of check my stuff a little bit more or, or maybe right. they, maybe they don't, you know, they don't think that, you know, or they're hearing something for the first time and saying, you know, wow, this is kind of new to me, you know, whatever it is, it all comes back to the cross. It all comes back. We need Jesus. How can yeah. somebody who might not know or might not be there, how can they, make that decision and find Christ today. Well, thank you, son. Yes. And, and all you would need to do, my friend today is just, just bring your sin to, to Christ and to the cross where he died for your sins. And, and whatever those sins may be, maybe some of the things we talked about today, uh, maybe there's other things in your life. Uh, you know, the biggest sin that any of us have before we know the Lord is the sin of unbelief. And so to come to the Lord and to, just repent of our sin, to trust Christ as Savior is something the Lord invites you to do right now, my friend. And, and if you'll just um, take that simple step of faith and, and just uh, turn from sin and, and trust Christ, you'll be completely cleansed and, and forgiven and, and made uh, an inheritor of eternal life. And it really is very simple to receive this gift. Um, you know, the challenging part will come after you become a Christian. Uh, to resist temptation and to face uh, persecution, perhaps, and, and other things. But um, the easy part is is becoming a Christian, and today God invites you to do that, just to come to the Lord in, in childlike faith. And if you'll just say yes to Jesus today, uh, he will bring you into his family, he'll cleanse you, forgive you, and uh, you'll, be, you'll be on the road to heaven and on the path to living for your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Dan Delzell, my guest, uh, where can people find you if they want to know more or reach out to you and engage a little bit more in conversation? How can they get a hold of you? Well, I'll tell you, son, they could always just Google um, Redeemer. Uh, that's the name of our church here in Papillion, Nebraska. And, and we, you know, they, I've got different videos and things they could uh, check out on our uh, church Facebook page, or they could always email me at dandelzell at cox.net, D-E-N-D-E-L-Z-E-L-L at cox cox.net and uh so yep i'd love to love to uh correspond or visit or answer questions uh with any of the listeners who might be interested 
And for me, you can find me on Instagram at Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S, Edom Rocks. And uh, Dan, thanks again so much for your time. We appreciate it. We look forward to more conversations in the future. And for those of you listening, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. And until next time, God bless.